Hello, everyone, and welcome to Molly Movie Club. I'm Casey Muratori. And I'm Anna Redberg. This week, we have a movie where Oscar Isaac confronts his drinking problem by going on a wilderness retreat. It is Ex Machina. Mm -hmm. This apparently is a movie that Anna Redberg has seen before. I have. I have not. This is my first time watching it. Mm -hmm. I saw it way back, like, around when it came out, which I guess was like 2014 or something like that. That is sounds right. Something like this. Because this guy went on to do, like, devs. Which well, is, it's Alex Garland who also he wrote Sunshine, the the okay. Danny Boyle picture. He definitely likes. Um, he's a sci-fi. He guy. likes to do like sci-fi AI stuff. It would seem. And all of his characters sound like AIs, even <laughs> when they're not. <laughs> well, it's to a... be fair, they're all like programmer <laughs> tech guys. So yeah, you know... maybe. I uh, he definitely like so. Everything I've ever seen by him feels like a TV show. Feels like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it it doesn't really work for me. It's kind of a very antiseptic writing that doesn't really. I just have a really hard time investing in it. Pretty much always, mm. this was true of Sunshine. This was true of Devs. This was true of this. And the other problem that is with literally everything I've seen by him as well is that the endings are always kind of bad, uh, especially because they're usually sci-fi, but then the it doesn't actually work very well. Like, so, I think, you know. So I sort of agree with you and sort of don't. The thing I actually like about this movie is I feel like it does, it has this like really nice sense of foreboding the whole time. From the very start, you're you're kind of curious, you're wondering what's going on. It feels like there's something kind of nefarious or dark or kind of messed up going on. And and I think maybe the, the thing it builds up to is not as satisfying or not super even clear. Uh, you know, he ends up finding these like old AI, like mannequin girl things. Like it, it almost ends up becoming this weird commentary on like the objectification of women or something. But But ultimately, like the thing that I think works about this movie especially in the early parts, is that sense of foreboding. I, I like the feeling. I think it's a good feeling. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's all right. But, you know, I guess all I can say is it's not that foreboding, <clears throat> at least for me, because I just don't care. Like, part of having a sense of dread involves me being kind of invested in the characters who are in the film. You know what I mean? Sure. And I just don't. And the movie goes out of its way to ensure that I don't would be, I guess, how I'd say it. It's, it goes so far as to not even introduce the main character. They're just like, who's the main character? And they're like, who cares? And you're just like, I do? Like, yeah. I would like to see his day at work before he gets selected for this lottery, please. Mm-hmm. Because that makes a difference to me that it's not just a literally anonymous human who doesn't matter which is how the movie kind of treats him um and so like i really just don't care and from the start of this movie i didn't care and i continued not caring for almost the whole film also there's very little to actually forebode about i think that's sort of what ends up becoming a little bit of the problem is is it never really that's that feeling never really leads up to something like satisfying, I guess. Well, I also got the feeling, I mean, I could be wrong, but I got the feeling that the scene where 
like the the main character goes into Oscar Isaac's like bedroom thing and the uh servant lady or whatever her yeah. I don't remember her name but she doesn't yeah, the, that what, scene is straight up kind of confusing it was so confusing cuz yeah. I'm like wait are you telling me that I'm supposed to believe that the main character didn't know that that was a robot already because I don't know how else to interpret the scene because he's sort of standing there as if he's in shock that she's pulling off the skin. For, but, like, I'm like, are you joking? Like, it was the instant she walked into his bedroom, it was obvious he, she was a robot. So I had no I'm like, I'm like, is this guy just dumb or something? I don't understand. Well, I also just don't quite know what we're meant to even believe is the nefarious thing is it just the fact that he's made these and 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 then i mean i guess the videos are more damning i suppose but like you know it's like i i think that's sort of what you would expect the process would be of creating humanoid ais is you're going to go through a bunch of iterations and you're probably going to have to destroy some of them and like yes i think that there's definitely some like messed up stuff that probably ends up happening in there but i'm just not I'm just I feel like that scene just comes across as like really unclear. You know, he's he's like, you're such a bastard or whatever. It's like, well, what what exactly what have you learned in this moment that you didn't already kind of know already? It's weird to me. Well, I guess that part, I don't know, that wasn't necessarily that unclear to me because I, I would say that, you know, if you have weird like if you took away the part where it's unclear why he's weirded out by what the robot girl is doing. The yeah. robot servant lady yeah, the, is doing. The, 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 I guess Japanese girl? They call her like, I, I have no idea. Like, I don't remember what her name was. It, it did. It was her like name Kyoko sounded or Japanese. Something, yeah. yeah, but I. Uh, so that part was super weird on so many levels because I just don't under, understand what I'm supposed to believe the main character was confused about because obviously she was a robot. Thinking that Oscar Isaac was particularly fucked up after that scene makes perfect sense to me. Because if you make robots, yes, you will have other robots around. You will not keep their dismembered body parts in your bedroom. I guess that's so true. So that is legitimately And they're creepy. all naked women. So there's like, that's why I say it, there's definitely like this um, objectification of women thing that's happening too, where it's like he's, you know, it's there's this weird kind of sexual. Well, there like, might be. Well, I mean, what but, else? What other reason is there, you know, for for him to have these like all these extremely attractive naked robot women around? Well, I guess what I was going to say is there might be if you're the kind of person who, you know, doesn't actually believe there's anything special about humans. Right. If you don't believe there's anything about special about humans, then sure. But if you do believe there's something special about humans, they're literally just like it's like finding someone's porn collection. That should not make you think that somehow they're objectifying women more or less now that you've seen their porn collection, unless you thought they it, they they're didn't not, ever look but, at it. But, right? but the thing is, these aren't it's not like porn like these were, you know, essentially like sentient beings. That I he's mean, just he literally doing... made them right. He programmed them. They're not sentient. Well, but that's sort of the question of the that's the sort of the question of like A.I., you know, is is uh, Aya like is she? A, like alive sort of seems like she is i mean at the end she flawlessly blends in with humans so it's like you know is it, it you know yeah. yet, you know you get to create these things and then you can just 
decide that it's time to unalive them. You I know mean, what I mean? It's it's like there's darkness to that. Is it murder? Kind of feels kind of close to murder. Again, this is only if you don't think there's something special about humans, right? So, like, if you think it's murder, it's like, well, is it murder to turn off a program, right? Because we're already doing that all the time. And it's like, what's the threshold? So, to me, it's just not a very interesting question. I know philosophers love this kind of stuff. I don't. I find it just kind of like, okay, whatever. But it's like, if you program a thing to do something and then you turn it off, it's not murder because murder is there to protect us, right? It's there to protect humans from other humans, not to protect things we build from us. So, I mean, you know, I guess, but if, you know, if he's trying to, he's specifically trying to create an AI that is essentially human. Sure. So, like, but, I mean, you can say it's it's not human, but it's definitely I not feel human. Like it cro- yeah, I guess. But I'm just like, it, it, it sort of crosses the line into being close enough to human that it's like gray area either way though i feel like the movie doesn't really do a very good job of exploring or having like having this conversation we're having like the movie doesn't really try to have that conversation it doesn't really care like well and that was what i was going to bring up too when you were saying that i was like so that is a question you could have a movie that like contemplates right yeah. Well, um, I mean, in some ways, Blade Runner, you know, like that's the, the I mean, you could say the same thing about Blade Runner. It's like, well, gee, Roy Batty isn't really a human, but, you know, like, but we feel bad for him because we we, we connect to these uh, sure. replicants yeah. as though they are human, even though they technically aren't. And so it's like, it's not just like, oh, well, they're, since they're not human, you can just go shoot them. It's fine. Like, it, you know what I mean? It's not that simple. But this movie doesn't really address those questions. Well, right. And I guess... Just more to the point, right? If you're looking, I was talking specifically about the thing you were saying where it's like, is this disturbing, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, it really depends on what you want to take from it. Because if you are thinking that it's telling you something about the person, that you're worried about how they will behave to humans, then yeah. If you're worried about it because you're worried about what they will do to machines, it's a little weird to me, right? But you could still have that opinion either way, right? But the problem with this particular movie in respect to that, like, philosophical question is, like, these are machines that, like, she has to charge, quote-unquote, through the floor, like she charges inductively through the floor or something. So she actually can't go live in the real world. I mean, she'd have to, like, go squat on a stove periodically or something to, like, continue functioning uh, be uh, among other things right um and even if you did want to believe that that was what was going to happen how exactly do you feel bad for a machine whose first act of freedom is to literally cannibalize the parts of other machines to make herself like that is again not an empathetic human behavior that i i would say like shut this thing down immediately and no it is not murder right well, the other thing i would say is i think this movie doesn't part of the reason it doesn't really address any of the blade runner questions is because none of the rope none of the machines are empathetic like they all feel like machines they don't yeah. feel like human like especially at the you know at the end when she uh she she you know the kind of tactics she uses to escape it was really really ruthless and uh and it was scary you're like okay so this this is like the kind of these these things that he's created are the kind of ai that like take over and kill all humanity like for sure yes. um, they feel like they feel threatening not not like sympathetic 
And so I do think, like, even though you haven't seen that happen yet, I do think, like, the whole movie, the the AIs, the machines have felt, like, not human. And so when you see... I mean, they even visually don't look human. Like, her, her body is, like, not... It's more machine than human, what yeah, you're yeah. seeing. And so it's, like... If the idea was that we're supposed to feel like that this guy, this Oscar Isaac character, is like a super messed up bad dude, like I think we should have been made to feel more empathy for the machines because as it is, I do think that that's not like Blade Runner where they feel human. They definitely feel like machines in this movie in a way that I think creates a disconnect where we don't... I think the movie is like wanting us to look at them as though they are human like, it's wanting us know. to look at Aya, I think. Do you mean Ava? Oh, sorry. Ava. It's A-V-A, right? Not yeah, A-Y-A. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Sorry, Ava. Like, I don't know. She's just pretty machine-like the whole time. Well, that but was every, kind of a confusing is. part yeah. about the movie because there is an exchange that the main character has with Oscar Isaac where they talk about the Turing test, why, like, you know, you're not supposed to know whether you're talking to a machine or a human at the outset because otherwise it's not a very good test. And they sort of address that in this exchange, although only sort of obliquely. But um, the Oscar Isaac basically says, like, well, obviously, if it was just a voice, it would pass. And I'm like, no, it wouldn't. Sounded like a robot to me the whole Mm -hmm. time. Like, it wouldn't pass even a basic Turing test with a programmer, which this person was. So it's like, obviously, either he was just lying or the movie is confused about what's supposed to actually be happening. It doesn't really matter either way. I didn't really care about that part of it. But it was noticeable just how not human-like these supposedly human-like things were. Yeah, and I think that definitely undercut its, you know, if you're supposed to have, like, the moment when he goes, when the Donald Gleason guy character goes into... Who is Donald Gleason? Donald Gleason? He's the main character. Okay, that's the actor's name? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Both of those guys were in Star Wars, actually, the new Star Wars movies. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, the the he's like the uh, an imperial guy yeah, or something. Yeah. I, I, his yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. I recognize his face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Donald Gleason is his okay. name. I, I think he's like Irish. Um, Donald sounds like a name that Gleason. would be his name in Star Wars. Yeah, it does. Like, Donald sounds like a Star Wars name. Anyway... When he goes into Oscar Isaac's bedroom, like that moment is the movie is presenting that moment as it though is supposed to be somehow revealing and like horrifying to the audience, but it's not. It's just kind yeah. of like you you feel a little bit like indifferent. Well, or, part of the problem with that, and this is I think the maybe gets at the thing you were talking about with the machines not being very empathetic. I, you know, fairly quickly think Oscar Isaac is an asshole in this, not because of anything he's doing with machines, but because of how he's treating the main character. Mm -hmm. You're already, you're like, this guy is, I don't like him. Right. So it's not like like a shock. Exactly. He's just like, yeah, he's a total dick. And I wouldn't have trusted him right off the bat. I don't need to really see any complex machineries to know that. That's why I feel like the movie's kind of confused because while I I do think... The way they present Oscar Isaac as as sort of shifty and untrustworthy from the start makes the movie, especially right off the bat, like more intriguing because you you can sense that like yeah. that he's that there's something going on and this guy is kind of sketchy right and I think that's good like I think that's the best part of the movie is that early part where it's like what's going on and it's like slowly kind of revealing stuff I think that's when the movie is strongest but yeah I think that's why that's why I was trying to say earlier is like when 
you know, Donald Gleason confronts him and he's like, you're a piece of shit. You know, you're a terrible person or whatever. And you're like, well, did you just realize this? Yeah, it doesn't really make That's why sense. That's what I was trying to say, I guess, is just that. It's like we in that scene, we didn't learn anything we didn't already know. You know, maybe we didn't know specifically that he had these in his bedroom. But like, I'm not sure that really changes anything because we already knew the guy was sketchy. So it's like, I don't know. It's weird. So another thing that I guess I would say happens with that with that reveal and also there's sort of another kind of there's like multiple like quote unquote twists that really just aren't twists. Like the other one at the end where it's like, oh, actually, I knew you were listening to us. So I, you know, I already did the stuff. Or oh, whatever, that's right? like, yeah, the classic like double, double, double cross. Kind yeah. Of thing. yeah. Um, so the other problem that I have with those sorts of things is that plot stuff like that is just not interesting on its own to me ever. Like, I just fundamentally do not give a shit about your like weird twists or whatever they don't they just are not interesting the only time that actually becomes interesting is if somehow that actually revisits something actually interesting in the story so that like seeing this or having this will cause me to rethink some interesting things Mm -hmm. i was thinking before but just knowing that the character like actually didn't do the thing or whatever it's like okay I, I don't care like that, that you can have that happen in a movie. But if that's like supposed to be like a big part of this climax or something, it's like, really? Like, that's what we're going with. And this movie just kind of did that a lot where it was like, oh, this is supposed to be like an interesting plot thing. And I'm like, it's not. It's just it's just a thing that happens in the plot. But that it happens doesn't cause me to rethink anything about the story that I wasn't already thinking so you might as well just not had it like the movie feels the same whether you have it or not in fact i might argue it feels worse because you have it because now it's almost like you're trying to impress me or something and it's totally not working it's like it just feels really awkward that you're doing this because i'm just like yeah and like is that supposed to be important or it just really bad so I, i i had a pretty negative reaction i think to the plot of this film because it's just like it it almost has to stand on its own because there's not very much else in the movie, but it's really not interesting, right? Uh, it doesn't really do anything interesting. And so that I, – I really strongly dislike the structure of the film mm-hmm. in that sense, right? Yeah. I mean, I think my biggest complaint about the movie is just that it feels, like, confused about what it is trying to sort of say about artificial intelligence, I feel like the movie wants you to find them empathetic, but then makes them not empathetic and they're sort of scary, but I'm not sure the movie wants them to seem scary. Like the ending is the ending supposed to feel like like liberating or something. And, you know, I don't know. I come away from it feeling kind of like a little confused about what it wanted me to think. And maybe that's intentional. Maybe it's like. But I don't really care. Like. It would be fine if the movie was just not trying to have a point of view on that. That would be fine, right? But that has to be the content of the movie. The content of this movie was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if, like, you thought you were doing a Turing test, but then it turned out that the test was actually if the robot could use you to escape? Like, no, it's not. Like, that was my fundamental problem. No, it's not cool. It's really freaking boring is what it is. I don't well, yes. care about that. Well, that's why right? I say that sense of foreboding, that sense that, that we're leading up to something. Yeah. 
and then then it doesn't it never lead really up happened. to anything. Yeah. That's disappointing. Yeah. So that's why I say I feel like the movie. I like the movie for like the first half, and I like a few of the scenes toward the end. Like I, I like how dark it kind of gets. I like that she kills him. That the that the AIs turn on him and kill him. I like that she walks like uh, she walks out and leaves <clears throat> just like ruthlessly, like just leaves him, you know, Dom Gleason trapped in the thing. Like, I guess I mean, because I mean, for me, I guess I just felt like the that was like the only part that felt like satisfying in that 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 tent, that sense of of foreboding had actually led up to something. Right. It was like that was where it felt like a little more satisfying. Like we're we're actually getting some sort of like drama here. Do you know what I mean? It's like. There wasn't really a lot going on. And so I think those moments were like, oh, something happened. I mean, I guess it just by that point, the movie was just so off the rails. I just I mean, it's hard to really say just how far off the rails they even it even was at that point, because it's like. Well, if your entire idea was that you wanted to see if the robot could escape, why did you have to do all this other stuff? Like, why did you put a battery backed up camera in only at the end? Like, why did you? Well, and also, why didn't you have a failsafe plan for when the robot, when the AI does escape, that you have a way of? Yeah, why did you just it? have it so that it could escape and it goes out into the forest and that doesn't matter because it will just like go past some tripwire and shut down that it had no way of knowing about, yeah, right? Or like, just or just assume that the, assume that the person you're inviting might actually succeed yeah. at try and then have some sort of system in place that yeah. will shut it down so you don't get it end up getting stabbed. Like his plan was like, okay, I'm gonna go hit her with like my weight, like the it's stick just for my weird. weight. I mean, maybe you could say it's hubris. He 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 thought he was the most brilliant person in the world and, like, that no one would outsmart him. But he's trying to have this thing, like... It just makes him seem stupid he and he's supposed to be smart. can't succeed at the thing he's trying to succeed at without this happening. Like, the whole idea of the test he wants to run is that is the eventuality. So it's like, right, he it, it can't yeah. really be taken seriously. Like, this guy is obviously not as smart as he would exactly. have to be to make this AI. So it's just kind of self-defeating. Like, Well, it's also like, yeah, you, if he had actually succeeded, then it would escape. He did succeed, and it escaped. So, like, it's just... It, it also smacks of that thing where at no point in the movie is the actual things that are supposedly true about the movie at the end actually true. Yeah. They're fake. They're things that... You, he wants you. The, the screenwriter wants you to believe a particular thing at a particular time. So the movie is actually doing those things, but that's a lie because the movie wouldn't be doing those things because we know that there are other things that are true later, right? Um, so it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, in ca- I guess I haven't already said this. But I hated this film. Oh, okay. <laughs> I should point that out. <laughs> I hated this film from start to finish. I didn't like it. Anything about it, uh, and. Pretty much the entire time, I was either bored or just grumpy about what was happening. <laughs> I definitely um, did not. I I don't hate it. I yeah. As I said, I like the I like some of the early stuff. Like I like the locations. I like the setup to the movie. I I feel like he does a good job early of establishing like of, of setting up like questions, like things you're curious about. I think he did the same thing with devs, but it's got a little bit of that like mystery box problem. Uh, I would say it's very similar to like the J.J. Abrams mystery box thing of like you're you're presenting these like questions that I'm I'm curious about. Like what, I want to know what kind of questions. Like Oscar Isaac's character from the start, like 
you're basically it's like a Willy Wonka esque thing. That's kind of it's right. like the, the concept is intriguing. You're like, oh, he's had this contest. Like, what's the what's the contest for? And then you get to go meet this like, you know, you're flying out into the middle of nowhere to this extravagant rich guy's house. This guy is super eccentric. He's a drunk. Like, what's he working? On? I feel like I like all the setup, and I think I, I think I like the same thing with devs. I feel like this guy is decent at the mist at like making you intrigued, at least okay. for me. But the problem is like none of the answers are satisfying. It like literally just feels like it it and it collapses at some point. And yeah. and I think that's that is the disappointing part about the movie. It kind of collapses. I would say Alex Garland stuff collapses in a different way. So the J.J. Abrams collapse is that nobody actually had ever even thought about what there might be answers sure, for. Sure. Right? So J.J. Yeah. Abrams thing is we set up a bunch of mystery questions and we have no idea what the answers are and then we don't answer them. Yeah. Because, yeah. we, I mean, we couldn't because we don't know. Yeah. The Alex Garland thing is he has answers. They're just really uninteresting. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So it's like when we get to the answers, we're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. Well, that was kind of a waste yeah, of time. Yeah, and I think, right? and even though I think he does a really nice job of building up the the suspense sort of for stuff, I, I think ultimately that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because if the answers aren't satisfying, they're not satisfying. I kind of like watching the movie. Okay. I feel like it has a nice, like I like it. I like the way it's shot. I think it's a nice looking movie. It's very like minimalistic, and I, I think it's well shot. I think it looks good. Um, I think the performances are solid. I mean, I think Oscar Isaac's really good. He's a good actor. Yeah, he's and and I think he he does a really good job of coming across as like a guy who isn't telling you what he's actually thinking or doing. He's like pretty scary, honestly. Like you're every time he's on screen, you're kind of like nervous. Like I think that's all really effective, honestly. Like I think that he did the director did a good job with that stuff. Okay. I think it, the movie has a good feeling. I thought the same thing about Debs, honestly. It's I like the feeling of of the like it feel the, the places feel interesting. The design of everything feels kind of like interesting. I, I don't really like the feel of it. Um, I guess devs didn't quite feel as bad in this regard uh, to me as this one did. But the movies have a feeling to me and devs does, too, that. None of, that it's all artifice. Yeah, the conversations don't feel like real people talking. The it doesn't feel like there's actual things happening between two scenes. So this is a tough thing. I imagine if you're like a great filmmaker, you just kind of do this instinctively, or you know how to do this. I don't know what it is, or maybe it's screenwriting. I'm not sure. Since I don't make films, I don't know. But when I watch a really good movie. It feels like I'm seeing selected shots from a thing that's actually happening the whole time. So I feel like, I I mean, we just watched Blade Runner. I feel like the stuff that's not on screen in Blade Runner, like in between the shots, is just the whole world is just happening, right? It just feels that way. Whereas in this, it feels like literally... The character, these characters do not exist in the world other than just when they're on screen. And as soon as we cut, they... The sh- the space between two shots of this movie didn't happen. Well, that's I right? so that's actually a moment where that's like literally the case in this movie toward okay. the end. So it's the morning. Yeah. And Oscar Isaac is like not going to drink the vodka, and he's like making breakfast. He's right. like, "Oh, it's your last day." Yeah, yeah. And then there's then basically he's like, "Come with me." Yeah. And the next scene we see is he's 
showing Donald Gleason or whatever all the his monitors, like his stuff his on the monitors, and then everything goes red, and he's like, "Must be ten o'clock." I'm pretty sure that that was supposed to be ten p.m. It was, and I I was like, "How long have you been here?" Well, not only that, but she goes outside and it's daytime. Yeah, so the so movie I don't know. Actually, Maybe this movie takes place in Alaska. Uh, they went somewhere weird. Where it's, so... It could be somewhere where it's daytime all the time. It sure, is. It yeah. is. It is. Uh, but it, it's definitely not it's, 10 p.m. breakfast. So you're right either way. Yeah, I mean, you could you could just say okay, like you know, because I mean, they walk up to like a glacier, so they're clearly somewhere far north. But yeah. Uh, yeah, who knows? But yeah, I think that was that was definitely that exact thing of just like. There are no time passes other than when scenes are happening. I think I think you're right. Like there's a certain type of writing where the person writing the story does not formulate the whole world yeah. in in their head. And I think while it doesn't necessarily mean some like a story won't work, uh I think it it does end up having this weird artificial kind of feeling there's something about it that it's just it's a combination of many things of not having like things that show evidence of time passing and other things happening in the sh- in between shots yeah. right it's the dialogue is so off it's like it doesn't feel like real people existing in a world the sets don't feel very lived in either. There's just a lot of things coming together in this film in particular that just make it feel like you're just watching something artificial. You know, in in a way, the most artificial thing about this movie was not the robot. It was the feeling of the presentation of the movie. I mean, I think some of that's intentional. I mean, obviously, the, the really sterile set design and all that, like, obviously very intentional, right? But and I mean, I think define the, the... intentional. I agree that someone designed the sets, but... Does it work cohesively with the story you're telling? I mean, this is a a person who gets drunk and is supposed to be leaving their beer bottles around. I guess the robot is cleaning up, but we never see that happen. So it's like we kind of do. We see her. her, She's obviously like when she spills the wine and stuff, she's the one who's like cleaning up after the meal. But We never see her doing that activity. We never see her cleaning up after like a mess that they've made or anything like that. Which, again, is just why I'm saying it doesn't feel real. It feels like you set up a shot, you shot it, and then it's over. And it doesn't feel like these are actually scenes from an actual thing that happened at this house, right? Yeah. Or whatever you want to call this thing, facility. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, add all these things up. The fact that we never meet our main character. We don't know anything about them, and we are supposed to start because the camera's following him. I'm supposed to care what happens to him at this retreat. I don't, right? Add all those things up together, and that just makes this – it makes a really hollow movie experience for me, which is, you know, why I said I really didn't like this film. Because it – basically at every turn, it kind of pushed me away from mm. caring about it. I also think, like, if you're going to have a movie that's about a bunch of conversations with an AI, like, this was the best we could come up with. Like, it feels like – I will say, I agree. The the conversations that he has with her are, are like, pretty boring. They're like, so uninteresting. Yeah. And, like, I, I mean – why can't we have way more depth to these and like have them be about each person kind of learning about what it's like to interact with each I other? Mean, they're and very having, childlike. And they're very childlike, and they also like they don't show any depth to the robot's character either, which is again something that makes it so uninteresting because again, like 
she just feels like a machine that you should just be able to turn off. She's so obviously not really subtle or nuanced or interesting or showing signs that she actually is something that someone would mistake for a person. Yeah. Um, Well, especially when you think about, too, like the fact that it's like there's like a sexual angle to it, too, where she's like flirting with him. But she's not really. She's just being extremely direct. And and there's like. It's just kind of unsettling and and creepy, and you don't think like it's not really that plausible. Other than yeah. I guess that she's attractive, but it's like, in her, but it's not that plausible that he's gonna be like really falling hard for her or something. Yeah. Whereas if she came across as like much more human, and the flirting was more, if they, they if if they hit it off and the flirting was more natural. You can buy absolutely that people in a couple of days and a few conversations can fall hard for each sure, other. Sure, sure, yeah. But, like, you don't buy that happening in this movie at all. You know that it's happening because the movie tells you it's happening, exactly. but you don't actually think it's happening. Because, I mean, for I real, can imagine right? if you had felt way more invested, like, imagine feeling really invested, like, in that relationship. Like, you feel like these two people really connected yeah. and that they should be together. And then there's multiple things that could happen at the end with that. The same ending where she right. ultimately is this ruthless machine, which would have been more interesting him. at that point. Yeah. Or or they could have, you know, a weird like fairy tale thing where they like get to go off together or whatever. It's like yeah. there's lots of things you could have done. But I think because they never actually had that kind of connection, it's yeah. like you don't care. No, you really don't. And I don't know if that was like in the script he was imagining that that it would feel a lot more real, like that that their that their connection would be stronger. I don't know. It seems like that some of that, you know, some of that was acting choices, which is ultimately directing, right? I mean, it, he could have directed this actress to to act in in a less robotic way. Clearly, this is like kind of what he wanted, and so yes, I'm quite certain that this was in like the idea, but it's just like yeah. I don't know why that was the idea, and I mean, at some level, you have to ask yourself, what is the point? Of what's going on here, exactly. because if the point is that we're trying to make sure that the audience knows that the person is a robot, I guess I have to ask, who cares? Like, yeah. why is that just that we know that she's an AI is the point. And so she should appear to be very human if the idea is that we're supposed to believe someone could plausibly find her humanly attractive unless the idea is that. Well, she'll be attracted to people who are kind of into cyborgs, which is obviously a thing. But the problem with that is that that's not the stated purpose. Like you would have said that he when he's talking about why the guy got picked, he would have said we picked someone who would be into robots because we you know, wanted to see that. But then again, I don't know why you'd run that test, because why would you be testing to see whether someone who is into robots falls for your robot? Obviously they will because they're into robots. So I, I literally can't like make this film work in my head no matter what I do. It's just like it just doesn't make any sense. Like what was supposed to happen here? Well, I do not know. Yeah. And I think, as I said, my biggest issue is like I just feel like it's sort of confused and isn't successfully saying what I think it's sort of maybe trying to say. It's like it just feels confused. I don't know. It feels it feels like maybe there was an intention that kind of got muddled in the execution or 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 I'm just not getting it. I don't know. But I just feel like I feel like the movie ultimately doesn't really feel like it's actually saying anything in particular about artificial intelligence. And like I said, I don't think it has to say anything specific about artificial intelligence. But it's like but, tr- but it, it seems like it's kind of trying to. Is it? 
because I don't know. It's so enamored with its like plot that's happening. It doesn't seem to spend very much time actually talking about the artificial intelligence part. I mean, of it. to me, it feels like so. I, as I said before, I think there's like the fact that they're all the AIs are like these hot women. It feels a lot to me like there was this angle of of something going on there. You mean trying to make an analogy yeah. about it? Yeah, like these yeah. these men who who like objectify and use women for their own purposes, including the Donald Gleason guy who immediately sexualizes this AI, this robot. Right? It's like it felt like he was almost going for something there, but it doesn't have anything to do with like the most of the content of the movie. It well, just... also, I would I would say that that doesn't actually seem to correctly characterize what happens in the film because he doesn't immediately sexualize the robot. She, she makes they it They have that, conversations yeah. together first, so it's the opposite of objectification. It's basically like saying when the person gets to know the robot, they sexualize the robot, which is literally the after, opposite of objectification. After the, robot, after the robot flirted with him. But even if, if she hadn't, yeah. objectification would usually mean you wouldn't have had a conversation with this rope, right? You're 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 just going off of what yeah. it looks like. You're well, not going to get to know it, right? What, so, this is why I say it doesn't eh, work. It like, doesn't make any sense. If that's yeah. an idea. That's why I say I think this movie has like, it seems like there's bits and pieces of like ideas about something, trying to say something, but it doesn't really have an opinion or or it never really knows how to actually like make something cohesive to have a thought about anything. Well, and if it did have a thought about something, that thought should have been reflected in the plot, right? Right. And this is why I was saying again, like, the plot is completely divorced from anything that this movie could be trying to talk about or examine or, you know, because it's literally just a mechanical, like, like I said, it's like, you know, a, a very straightforward we had a twist in the plot. It doesn't actually have anything to do with anything you were thinking or feeling about the film. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it just kind of, you know. It's pretty It's pretty sterile and emotionless. Like, everything about it is. And ultimately, you don't really come away feeling much of anything. But yeah. as I said, I, I do like the mood. I like okay. the way it feels. I didn't particularly, but I could totally believe that it was... It was doing something that was fairly consistent, mm-hmm. so I could believe that if you got into that, it's like doing it consistently. So you wouldn't be like kind of jerked around and and feeling that it was yeah, incons- it was like ha- the, it was fairly consistent yeah. in how it presented itself. Yeah, there's a dark undertone to everything that I I find like appealing. Like it's I, I want to keep watching it. Okay, but that's about all I've got that I think I liked. Um, I like Oscar Isaac's dance. I also thought his dance was was good. Yeah, it's like, a good dance. He he kind of figured out how to do the dance in a sort of weirdly demonstrative way that was correct for the character. <laughs> no, he right? did. I think I think Oscar Oscar Isaac really stands out in this movie. Actually, I think his performance is really good. Um, I don't really have anything more to say about the film. I don't think because in general, Ray, it just doesn't. I don't really like anything about the movie, and I don't think there was a better movie in this movie that, like, oh, I would like it if they changed X or Y, or if only they'd write. It was like, I don't like pretty much anything about it. I don't like the setting. I don't like the premise. I don't like the plot. So it's not like I have any specific complaints. I just don't find there to be something interesting about this movie from the get-go. So I would just say it's not a movie I want to watch. And that's pretty much it. Uh, I 
kind of, if I had to say something positive about the movie, I guess I would say I liked the special effect on the girl mm. that the the see through yeah, yeah. looked kind of cool. Uh, they, they did a nice job with the effects. So, you know, I, and that probably took some doing because you had to, I mean, I don't know exactly how they did it, but, you know, they had to like plan those shots and get them right and make sure that the CG was good for the pass through and all that stuff. And I mean, I don't know if they maybe just inserted her after basically and had her mocap or something, but the point is, it always looked convincing. Is like, it? like I never felt like it's like, oh, it looks kind of wonky and it doesn't really look right. It's like, no, it kind of it felt like that was actually kind of a robot structure that was moving around with like a human face on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was really well done. Um, I don't know what the budget for this film was, but I felt like it pulled yeah, that off think, well. I don't think this is like a super high budget movie. And I think the effects are, you're right, like it's extremely convincing. You're never like, yes. you're never... Uh, pulled out of the movie because of it in fact sometimes i'm pulled out of the movie because of how good it looks i'm like this just looks really good for yes. how what this budget probably was. yeah so maybe it was high budget i don't know or maybe it wasn't but you know i don't know how much money they spent on that but there's a lot of shots where she is translucent basically or uh, transparent really it's, mm-hmm. it's almost completely see-through uh and yeah I thought it looked really good. Uh, I never found my... And I tend to, like, if there is something kind of messed up about an effect, I will tend to notice. I'm not scrutinizing it. Like, I know there's YouTube videos of people who are, like, looking very closely at special effects. So maybe if you did that, it doesn't hold up. But I'm saying for... I'm watching the movie. If something's really broken looking, it will kind of catch my eye. And this never did. For most people, most did, people right? it will, yeah. Um, and so it, it at least passed that that test. And so I never really... Uh, it never broke suspension of disbelief for that, and I so I thought that was good. Um, yeah, just didn't like the movie, but the yeah. the effect was nice. Ultimately, I'm just not sure. There's all that like, there's not that much in this movie. Like, <laughs> true. there's only so much you can talk about because it, it really is a pretty like spare movie. Um, it is. It's. I mean, there are some things that didn't help, like the incongruousness of the movie. Obviously, like weird things, like oh, I, I have to. Insert a key card to access my, you know, terminal and there's no password on it. Like, okay, like that doesn't make any sense at yeah, all. Someone but someone can all right. just take your key card. Someone can literally just grab the key card when you're drunk the 95% of the time that you are drunk. Which is exactly what which happens. Which is exactly what happens. And it's like, that's why we always use two-factor authentication for like our Twitter accounts, but your top secret AI project where you're using humans in experiments, which by the way is illegal. So why there was an NDA the guy had to sign when he's literally breaking the law just by doing what he's doing. I don't know. So all of these things are just ridiculous. They're like so contrived (laughs) and why like why did we do all this well because we had this little you know rube goldberg plot that we wanted to like have it have special moments it was so lame like like it's just a really lame plot you don't just get rid of all that stuff tell a story that we care about forget your stupid plot things and then it will be way more interesting and then you don't have to have like contrived key cards because we need to have the person be able to take the card and reprogram yeah, I mean, the system. How did he reprogram a security system he's never even seen before? He's like typing Python or something into this thing. I don't remember what it was. It was deaf. I, I, I don't remember exactly what he was typing in. But anyway, he was typing in something, this computer. It's like, come on. right? It's like, so you're trying to tell this like sci-fi story and you just like, it's just so lame. I so think, it's just, ugh. I think when you're talking about 
artificial intelligence, and in, in specifically in this context of like, we're trying to make it seem that like we're trying, we're, we're like Blade Runner. Like, what is the line between human and machine? Right. Yeah. And I feel like that's like a very emotional question. Like, there's a lot of, of, of intense emotion that could be involved with that. It's a very human. Yeah question and the fact that this movie is like you said more interested in its like little plot contrivances than having any actual emotion is sort of a problem like i think that's what i'm i keep saying when i feel like the movie is like not about anything is like i feel like ai brings up the opportunity for for like talking about big questions in regard to like what is it to be human what is it to be alive like these things that are interesting these interesting questions Blade Runner deals with them in a really interesting way. And I just like it feels weird to have a story about AI and then choose not to really engage with any of those interesting questions. Like it just feels like you're like something's missing. I don't know. Well, I might say Blade Runner in a way chooses not to engage with them. And that was a better choice. Meaning Blade Runner is just kind of like, look, this is the world. This is what happens in the world. And we're going to show you how the various people in this world behave and act. But I don't know if I totally. Those circumstances, I don't know right? if I totally agree because the way it portrays replicants, it's intentionally making replicants feel a certain way. Like right, replicant. Like in this movie, the AI doesn't feel any way. It just feels like a boring machine. Like yes, I and agree. I mean, if your point was that AI will never be able to be like a human, then sure. But I think the thing that's interesting about replicants in Blade Runner is, like, even though they're not fully human, we 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 are responding to the humanness in them. And they feel like we, we there's a connection there, right? Like, that creates, like, an interesting central sort of core of Blade Runner. But it, I guess all I'm trying to say there in terms of drawing a distinction is it doesn't have something to say about that. It's more, and I think it, to its credit... And again, possibly just because the way the movie was made was crazy and nobody probably could have had all that much to say and gotten it said because there was just so much weird about how it got made or whatever. But the end result is that you don't come away from it thinking that anyone's ever actually really talking about any specific ideas there. They're just sort of showing you a slice of life in a world where these things are true and that is actually so much more satisfying because you can come away with your own thoughts at that point. It's just like, sure. hey, this is like, these are the replicants. And like we said, in, when, you know, we we're talking about Blade Runner. They're pretty bad people. The humans are also pretty bad people, yeah. right? We're not making a value judgment on anyone, really. We're just kind of saying it's kind of a messed up world. Earth is pretty bad at this point. And here's some true things that we think would be true about these you know, artificial life forms that are coming around. And here's some true things about the humans. Uh, There you go. That we're just, we painted the picture. You have a response to it. And that's so much more satisfying when I watch it. Yeah. This, I agree that it kind of almost feels like maybe it thought it should say something, but I also don't think it ever really tried to actually say anything. So I'm not sure how to take it. I really don't know how to take it. It feels confused because of that. Maybe. It never creates it. Because I think Blade Runner works because you create like an emotional you having like an emotional experience sort of yeah. like you're connecting with the characters or you're having emotional responses to the characters and, and what the things they do. That, and they're things they're doing exactly yeah. you never have that in this movie except maybe a little bit 
with Oscar Isaac because he's kind of scary. But apart from that, you don't have a connection. Right. You don't have any connection to Donald Gleason. You don't have any connection to Ava. So you don't end up having that opportunity for like, gee, what do I think about this? It's just like, I don't care. Yeah. I, but there, And what do I think about what would be the question? Like, there's not much to think about. Exactly. exactly. We have a crazy killer movie. robot who's on the loose. That's the movie. Right. I but mean, it's more like, or less. But it's almost <laughs> portraying that as like a... She's not a killer robot. She's like she's wearing this white dress, like walking through the forest, yeah. disappearing into the crowd. Like she's free, like a bird. Yeah. And it's like that's not the feeling you get is like, wow, she's kind of scary. But the movie's yeah. like, no, she's free. I, yeah. It's just it's confused. It's super confused. Yeah. Anyway, are we done with X Machina? <laughs> I I think so. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe I explained that part poorly. So I guess I don't know if I should try again. But no, I think I mean, I just I just want to underscore the fact that. I think when you're talking about something like this, it I don't know how much I would enjoy a movie that was trying to have a strong point of view anyway. Sure. Meaning if it was supposed to be about how like AI is very bad and dangerous or if it was about how AI is just like us and they should have rights and they should be treated like humans or whatever. It, and you actually like made a movie that had a strong point of view about that. I probably wouldn't like that very much. So one of the reasons that I I do like Blade Runner is because it doesn't really do that, right? And so this movie, I don't fault it for doing that because it didn't, but I think you're right that maybe it thought it was going to or maybe started at some point in drafts planning to do so and then just doesn't. I don't know. otherwise, what is the movie? I don't know. I wish I knew. Uh, So there you go. That's uh, Ex Machina. That's right. Two thumbs down for me, sort of a thumb sideways from Anna, I, I guess. would say like one thumb down, one, one thumb, thumb sideways. Sideways? I don't know. Sideways? We're only supposed to each get one thumb because like, you know, if well, Cisco and me, it's each like, of their thumbs. I'm going to give it like a middle thumb. Okay. Like halfway between. Because I mean, thumb. I I, I don't hate watching this movie. Okay. I don't, you know, it's not, it's not like the worst thing in the world. So next week, we're going to be doing Ghost in the Shell. So, yeah, that'll be fun. We haven't done much anime. Any anime? I don't think we've done any anime. Very little animated stuff. Have we done any animated stuff? Is this our first animated movie in the in the movie club? We haven't done any other animated movies? No, we did Lightyear. Lightyear. Well, we never did a good animated movie. Yeah. Well, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. I mean, this is supposed. Maybe we did, this we is obviously like a famous, well-regarded movie. Yeah. But we have no idea. That's what, right. I might not like it. I don't know. But I, I suspect it will be better than Lightyear. <laughs> Almost certainly. Um, anyway, we'll be back next week yes, we with will. Ghost in the Shell. And until then, we'll uh, see you on the internet. Take it easy, everybody. Bye.